Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. It's time to zero in on one of the major markets. Um, we got a pretty good affiliate up there, as a matter of fact. My next guest doesn't work at that particular radio station, but doesn't matter. He's still a buddy of ours because uh, he's been a part-time host here on CBS. Says yes when we ask him to come on to talk about all things Boston sports. Things are heating up pretty good in Boston sports, as a matter of fact. And Alex Kaufman's going to give us some insight to that. Alex, Jordan Mack here. How you been, bud? Hey, how are you, buddy? Good. Um, Two questions off the top. Yeah. Multiple choice. Uh, Well, not really. Um, But here's the way I want to lay them out to you. The last seven days in Boston fan parlance, however you determine that to be, Sports talk radio, comments to websites, around the water cooler. at the We got Wawa's over in Jersey. What's your favorite convenience <laughs> store up there in Boston? Oh, uh, you got all the packy stores, things like that. I, I don't know. Some pa- along the, we don't have Wawa, that's for sure. Okay, no Wawa's up there. Well, however you get your um, feel, the pulse of the Boston sports fans, your four teams – Put them in order for me. Bruins, Celtics, Red Sox, Patriots, most talked about. Top of conversation, top of mind. How would you order the top four teams? No, I mean, most talked about right now, it's definitely the Patriots because of all the Tom Brady stuff, the will he, won't he return as a free agent. Obviously, you know, that's just every single waking minute of the day that's the topic of conversation then after brady and the patriots that you know you could put the celtics probably right there with what they've been accomplishing and the uh you know emergence of jason tatum after that there's uh probably the red sox just because of the mookie Betts trade and the season starting and still don't have an official i mean you have an interim manager and ron renneke but the cheating scandal hasn't been ruled upon by major league baseball and then kind of unfortunately bringing up the rear would be the bruins because that's the top team in the nhl right now by a good margin over the lightning and a a team that's just scorching hot and has the nhl's leading goal scorer and david posternock but you know as you know hockey's kind of more of a niche sport and while it's a passionate boston fan base when it comes to hockey and and hockey's huge here it's still uh, probably fourth out of the big four. So here would be my follow-up question. If you were to pick it up from today and say the next available championship, what order would you put the four teams in to potentially walk away with a parade? Yeah, that one's tough. You know, I mean, let's keep in mind the Bruins, again, top team in the NHL, and they were in the Stanley Cup final last year, made it to game seven, lost to the Blues. And uh, it, it's hard. It's hard in hockey, a, a deep, rigorous two-month playoff run to repeat and to to get back there into that position in the first place it's just it's a it's a whole other sport when it comes to 
you know, April, May, June. But still, I, I think I think the Bruins are number one there, and then I think the Celtics probably are number two. Patriots, just because of the uncertainty with Brady, would be three, and then the Red Sox would be four at that point. Because uh, even though I, I do think the offense is going to be fine without Mookie Betts the uncertainty with the pitching staff and, you know, will Chris Sale be healthy and he's going to start the year on the injured list, even though he's technically not hurt, but still getting over pneumonia and all that stuff. I just think the, the division, you know, the, the Yankees are better. The Rays are better. The Red Sox, you know, they're, it's probably going to be a mid eighties win season. And so, uh, you know, I just don't think that's going to be enough. So that would be how I'd rank it. All right, Adam, since you put the, uh, the Patriots on top of the most talk about list, that's where I'm going to start Brady sure. and where we go from here. I'm sure I started today's show saying that our society and uh, sports being a microcosm of it in 2020 is always get to the diametrically opposite ends from the sky is falling to everything is perfect. Um, And I'm sure the two diametric opposite ends for Brady is pay him whatever he wants. God forbid Tom go anywhere else. He must finish his career. Never leave a Patriot uniform. He's the greatest of all time. What do you mean he might not be a Patriot too? Brady's not giving us a discount. Run his ass out of town. We don't need him. Hey, done. Let him, he's an old man. Get him the hell out of here. We know the answer lies somewhere in the middle. But which of the two ends is it actually closer to? Well, I think you got to remember, it's not like this is entirely Tom's choice. You know, he wanted free agency. He didn't want to be franchised. He wanted to talk to other teams. He wanted to gauge his market. He wanted to see what kind of money is going to be out there for him, even though in his career he's never prioritized money. First and foremost, he's routinely taken a discount. By the same token, you know, a lot of skepticism uh, about whether Bill Belichick even wants Tom Brady back. I mean, yeah, I think if if you're saying – Winning is first and foremost. Right now, there's no season that's more important than 2020. Then, of course, Tom Brady is your best option, better than Jarrett Stidham, who's still there, better than Marcus Mariota, better than Andy Dalton, better than, say, Derek Carr if Brady went to Vegas, better than Ryan Tannehill if Brady went to Tennessee, better than, uh, you know, Cam Newton, you name it. I do think Brady, even at 43 years old, which he will be at that point, he is the better option. However... If Brady uh, is, you know, going to give you the best option now for the next two years, that's great. But if Bill Belichick's going to be around another four, five, six, seven years, if he's, you know, apt to try and catch Don Shula and wins and all of that, and he's just worried about what's down the line, then the top priority for him is continuing the program, you know, making sure that it's all well and good to, to win 10, 12 games. And, and hopefully if everything breaks right, reach the Super Bowl now, but we want to make sure we can contend annually. We want to make sure that we're uh, elite, you know, well above average for the next handful of years, half dozen years. And we're not just being held hostage year to year by an aging quarterback as good as he is. So Belichick, you know, there's, there's been a theory, you know, going around for a while that Belichick is ready to move on, that he's ready for the next guy. I mean, hell, think back to Jimmy Garoppolo. You know, if you believe all the reports that have been out there, it was Robert Kraft, the owner, that wanted to keep Tom Brady. Bill Belichick was ready to move on a few years ago and, and build around Garoppolo for the next decade. He winds up going to the Niners. So that's, you know, kind of what is – we're not privy to it, obviously, but behind closed doors, that's what they're evaluating right now. It's, it's who does Bill want to be his quarterback and what kind of offer is he willing to make Brady? Because, I mean, would he take Brady back at, say, 
I don't know, 25 million a year, maybe even 27. I, I certainly think he would. But if the Raiders come at 30, 35 million per, Patriots aren't going to match that. All right, you led me perfectly into my next question, uh, and Happy you even you even set parameters for me, which I appreciate greatly. <laughs> Let's say Tom Brady says, listen, do I really? No, I, I'd really like to finish my career in Patriot Blue. I did. I went out. I got wine and die, and I had that experience. Thank you for letting me do it. My preference is here to stay in New England. I, I need a two-year deal. It's got to be $60 million. 40 of it's 45, whatever the number is, it's got to be guaranteed. So he's on the heavier than the hometown discount a number that you threw out there at 25. He's not the bleed every dollar, uh, top dollar value quarterback in the league uh, that he could certainly command or ask for and be within his rights to do so. It's somewhere in the middle. Who actually makes the call, Belichick or Kraft? Well, here's what you got to remember, Jody. You know, we have been told, right, the, according to these reports, that Tom Brady's top priority is not money, never has been. It's winning and it's having talent around him because last year was a disaster. You know, yes, there were a lot of injuries for the Patriots, but Josh Gordon didn't work out. Antonio Brown certainly didn't work out. There were a whole, you know, bunch of other – they didn't they, – they were left at the altar by Rob Gronkowski, didn't really ever take care of the tight end position. Muhammad Sanu traded for him, gave up a second-round pick. He didn't work out. So there were a bunch of issues when it came to either reliability or health or whatever you want to call it. But if Tom Brady truly does want to, and keep in mind, you know, out of the NFL combine, which just took place where his agent on Yee was, where he was, you know, there was tampering going on. He was talking to other teams. He was finding out, hey, Raiders are interested. Titans are interested. Chargers are interested. Giants may be interested. The Colts may be interested. The Buccaneers, I mean, Bruce Arians basically said that they're interested. So there's, you know, kind of those behind-the-scenes conversations that take place. But the legal tampering period is coming March 16th. NFL free agency officially begins March 18th. And at that point in time, Tom Brady wants to actually take meetings, wants to go on a tour. Well, the Patriots are going to get hit, whether he comes back or not, with a hefty dead cap fee of $13.5 million, which means even if you're giving Brady the kind of money that you're talking about and giving him – something closer to matching what the Raiders or another team are throwing out there, you're also paying that dead cap fee. So it's really you're bringing Tom Brady back for $43 million or something like that, which you can bet Bill Belichick doesn't want to do. So I think the more likely scenario is either this gets situated before free agency begins, like Brady finds out what the offers are and what the market is, and everything's kind of figured out behind the scenes. And, you know, we don't hear about it because it's not official but they figure it out and Brady comes back and they avoid the dead cap charge, that's great. But if they actually go to free agency and Brady takes these meetings, that heavily increases the odds that he's not coming back just because of the cost. I mean, Belichick may be more inclined to bring Andy Dalton in as a bridge for a year or two. So, you know, it's it's just – it's really – it's a confusing time for everybody. Nobody has a clue, including Brady himself, by the way. I don't think Brady – has any idea where he's playing next year. There have been the reports out there that he's operating under the belief that he's not coming back, that he's entering free agency with the intention to play somewhere else next year. But that partially could be because it's not up to him. As much as Robert Kraft wants to bring him back, and he has said as much, and that we have a plan in place, and yada, 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 you know, if he 
if he trusts Bill Belichick to do his job, and Bill has always routinely for his entire time here, other than with Gronkowski, where, again, he got burned because he retired, he has operated under the it's better to get rid of a guy a year too early than a year too late. And, you know, I don't think that he's living – he's enjoying living year to year with Tom Brady right now who's – you know, not taking an interest in growing the program with the younger guys, not going to OTAs, not always, you know, it's, it's his show. And, and Bill may want to make it his show again and, and, and take the reins back. According to Andy Kaup, uh, Adam Kaufman, legal tampering coming up in two weeks, but it'll be the illegal tampering before that that actually decides whether Brady's back in New England or not. All right, want to move on to the Celtics. Uh, Jason Tatum is having an unbelievable month. He's looking mm-hmm. like a superstar, MVP-type candidate, really grown into his role with the Celtics and in the NBA. Um, you know I do shows down in Philadelphia. Yep. Bleacher Report just did a article on Marco Fultz yesterday on how he was so maligned here in, in Philadelphia. Woefully wrong. They backed that poor kid who couldn't figure out what the hell was wrong with himself and he had injury issues and they wanted him to succeed in the worst way and he just didn't. Well, he became a 76er because the Celtics traded the Sixers the first round pick. They dropped back down to three. They take Jason Tatum. He's a burgeoning superstar. Mark Fultz is already out of Philadelphia. Uh, there is always debate as to what would have happened if that trade did not happen. If the Celtics had kept number one, if the Sixers hadn't offered that uh, number three pick plus another future number one to move up, would Danny Ainge have taken Jason Tatum at number one? Do you have a good feel on the answer to that question? Oh, yeah. I mean, Danny has said it. He's come right out and said that Jason Tatum was his guy. Whether If he could make a trade and he could move down and still get him where he thought he could get him at three, which he did, he was going to do that. If there wasn't something out there and he stayed and picked at one, that was his guy. He was taking Jason Tatum. Now, you know, some of that could be revisionist history, right? It's like you don't know what happened because what actually happened is what happened. And therefore, uh, you know, like, I mean, go back to Danny Ainge has said that, uh, and many people around Danny Ainge have said that if uh, they hadn't made the trade back in 07 to bring in, uh, uh, or no, I'm sorry, they they landed fit, they they took Jeff Green to bring in Ray Allen. But if they had actually gotten the top pick, would it have been Kevin Durant or Greg Oden? Obviously, Oden went first and Durant went second. Well, Danny Ainge, he would have taken Durant at number one. Who the hell knows, right? But he has always said that Tatum was his guy. That's who he was taking. Here's the only reason why I can't stamp it 100%. Ball went in between the two. The the Lakers could have mm-hmm. screwed up Danny Ainge's plan by taking Tatum at number two. So you can always get good information and believe what you hear and your sources are what your sources are. But he didn't know for a fact that Jason Tatum was going to be there at three. The Lakers could have taken him in between. But that was, I mean, everyone, you got to remember the Lakers connection, LeVar Ball and all. Like, it it seemed to be kind of a foregone conclusion the Lakers were going to take Lonzo at that point. Yeah, but LeVar Ball was LeVar Ball, which was a headache and and a handicap yet to happen. And I seemed to mind for uh, a period of time anyway. I was always a huge uh, Tatum fan. So I give Danny Ainge credit for it. I pulled the hoodwink, the uh, 76ers, and Tatum is giving them a chance. Can they compete with Milwaukee in the East if it's an Eastern Conference Finals? Celtics and Bucks, how big an underdog would the Celtics be? So. For me, the Bucks would win that series, but it would be close. It would be hard fought. I do think the Celtics are a deeper team. I think they have 
more balanced. But I just think in this league, you know, in the NBA, it's obviously a star-driven league. And the Celtics, look, they have multiple all-stars. They have, you know, three guys averaging 20-plus points and Hayward not far behind at 17. There's there's a lot of good talent on that team. But Giannis Antetokounmpo is still the best player in the world, never mind in that series. So I think the Bucks would have the edge. I think they would win the series. Now, that being said, would I, you know, going into the series automatically say the Celtics can't win it, won't win it? No, I would give them a, a puncher's chance. But for my money, the Bucks would win that series. I, I still think the Celtics are, you know, they're, they're, they could put up a fight. They can absolutely, if things break right, reach the NBA Finals. But I, I just don't think they're quite there. I think more likely than not, it's, it's an exit in the conference finals, which uh, I, I will say is farther than I thought they would reach going into the season. Going into the year, I thought it would be a repeat of last year. I thought they'd you know, win in the neighborhood of, of, I don't know, 52 games, go out in the second round. And it looks like they're going to crush that win total and potentially go on a nice deep playoff run. It should be fun in the Eastern Conference Final. I think it's going to be Celtics and Bucks, and that'd be a great series. All right, got time left only for one Red Sox question. I'm going to make it hypothetical for you. Know what they okay. did just a couple of weeks ago by trading off Mookie Betts and uh, yep. Price. They put their uh, salary cap in order to get down under tax and uh, luxury-led decision. If they're not in competition, well, well, let me finish my question, then you can add to it. Um, If they're not in competition with the Yankees, Yankees run away and hide, Tampa's up seven or eight games at them uh, in second place as we head to uh, the trading deadline. If they're not close enough to legitimately say, well, we're a wild card contender, will we actually see the Red Sox take a step back and be, quote-unquote, sellers? This was, I think, a money-driven decision is there a chance they make a baseball-driven decision that we need to take two steps backwards, take three forwards, and they look to move veteran players with hefty contracts and or guys they just don't think of as a fit for the future for more prospects? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, their farm system sucks. <laughs> it's one of the worst in baseball, and it's part of the reason that Hyam Bloom was brought in to rebuild this thing from the Rays, and, and what a great job that he did there. So, yeah, if if they're in the – picture that you just painted Martinez who is going to be in position again to potentially opt out of his contract and clearly to me is not happy with the situation that he's in even though he did opt in to return the fact that you know they're not going to be as competitive probably unless everybody's healthy and everything is perfect and they just surprise everybody they probably won't be as uh, you know certainly what they were in 2018 he could be available. Chris Sale and that massive contract could be available. You know, they're, if they get someone to take on Nathan Avaldi and all that money they paid him, even if they'd eat some of it like they just did with David Price, yeah, they could absolutely. I mean, they're cornerstone guys. Like Xander Bogarts isn't going anywhere. Uh, great team-friendly deal. They'd like to lock up Raphael Devers long-term. He's not going anywhere. I don't think Andrew Benintendi is someone they would trade. Jackie Bradley Jr., who's on short money for uh, short term as well, they could deal. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, they are – you know, rebuilding this thing. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, they don't like to use that term, but it's just a fact, you know, they like to call the Mookie Betts decision, a, a baseball decision. It was, I guess, from the standpoint of, yes, if he was going to leave, cause you weren't going to pay him $400 million, then you had to get something for him, but it becomes a money decision because you weren't going to pay him $400 million <laughs> Best player in baseball or, or no, you know, next to Mike Trout, second best player in baseball. So, you know, this is a guy that, uh, you know, that's that's who teams 
drool over having, who you dream to build around, and they said who – and they hemorrhage money. They are worth billions of dollars. They said, nope, we're good. This is not our philosophy. We're not going to do it. So, um, you know, that in mind, they're hoping to have more guys like Bogarts, Devers, young elite talents who will take hometown discounts to lock up long term and hope they can rebuild that farm system and have more of those guys. Before we even get to the trade deadline, you got to go to where is Brady? Boston uh, run for both an NBA title and an NHL title should have a good couple of months. Adam, always a pleasure. Perfect example. We didn't even talk Bruins. Fourth on the list. Most likely to win a title. Unfortunately, that's why I laid it out the way I did. Adam, great stuff. (laughs) Thanks for coming on, brother. We'll talk soon. Appreciate it. That is Adam Kaufman from uh, WBZ in Boston here with us on CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.